Black Panther is still doing crazy numbers in the theater. Black Panther is still breaking records out here in these streets. Man, the cool thing is, you know, I had the opportunity to work with Dr. Brandon Jones to create a really unique educational tool called the Black Panther Syllabus. Um, if you've heard of, you know, the Lemonade Syllabus, the Seat at the Table Syllabus, or the 444 Syllabus, shout out to those creators who created an amazing tool. We wanted to contribute to the dialogue kind of similar, similarly, right? So we created the Black Panther Syllabus, and it was designed really for us to be able to um, add to the dialogue around representation of the Black identity and its intersections. Um, invisible forms of media and popular culture and the arts, right? And so we received over 150 submissions for contributions for the syllabus. And really that's a shout out to all the folks that contribute to the syllabus. You know, the syllabus wouldn't have come together the way that it did if it wasn't for the amazing response that we received. You know, and that was folks that submitted research um, and resources that they either read, watched, listened to, um, or folks that actually created some of the, the, the resources um, to really be able to submit and add to the dialogue as well. And so um, Dr. Jones and I curated that, put that together, and now we have a really dope educational tool. So what I'd love for you to do, if you have not had the opportunity to check it out yet, is go to my website, that's seanjmore.com slash BPS, like Black Panther Syllabus, that's seanjmore.com slash BPS, and you can download the syllabus. Again, it's free, it's open for anyone to utilize, um, and again, we hope that this tool is beneficial for you um, as we continue to see um, different levels of representation in the media for us and our community. Um, yeah, thanks again, and please, uh, if you have any questions or um, just want to share your thoughts around it, feel free to email me at info at seanjmore.com. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast, a podcast about leadership for the culture. In this episode, we'll talk to Richard Taylor. Richard Taylor is an entrepreneur, author, podcaster, and innovator. In 2014, Rich took his love of men's style and fashion and established his own brand, named after his son, Harrison Blake Apparel. Prior to the brand launch, Rich spent a few years as an apparel manufacturing supervisor at one of the highest volume producing apparel companies in the world, supervising the spreading and pattern cut team. Richard uses insight and knowledge of the apparel manufacturing industry to provide high quality neckties and accessories. He now works with other entrepreneurs to help them develop their own business ideas. On today's episode of the Mind for Rebel podcast, I have Richard Taylor. Uh, thank you, Richard, for being a part of the podcast, man. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Really appreciate it. Of course. Um, so I think the best place to start, you know, I, in looking at your social media, like the style of the work that you do is like really amazing. And so what I want to do is I think the best place to start is to talk about your journey with Harrison Blake apparel. Like I can, I was scrolling through the page. That's what initially caught my interest. I was like, wow, this is dope. Like the, the, what he produces with Harrison Blake is really dope. Um, and so, you know, I was like, I would like to have a great conversation with the person behind the idea. So with that, can you talk to me about how Harrison Blake came about? Sure, and thank you for saying that. Um, Harrison Blake came about about uh, five years ago. Uh, just I was really looking for a hobby, something to keep busy, and also wanted to dabble in e-commerce. And so I decided to start with making lapel pins and it was a really hot accessory at the time. And so I started figuring out ways to make them and bring them to the market because 
what I saw around me was they were very expensive for people to consume. And so I thought if I could make them at an affordable way, people would be interested. And so I just started to do that. And from there, it evolved into other products down the line. But that's how I really first just got started with something simple. Just saw a idea that uh, a niche in the market, really, that I could capitalize on and decided to go for it. And since your creation of it, how has it grown or, you know, evolved in that? And can you talk to me a little bit, too? I know that the, the name of Harrison Blake is really important and personal to you, too. But can you talk to me about those two areas? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Now, the name, that was, that was very important and significant. It's kind of funny. I, I struggled to come up with a name like a lot of entrepreneurs do for their business. And then uh, my wife actually suggested, why don't you just name it after your son, you know? Uh, and uh, it had a good ring to it. And, you know, we decided, hey, that's a great idea. So we, we named it Harrison Blake. And, um, you know, what that does for me is it really motivates me to try to make the products the best they can be, have a good reputation. It's my son's name is on it. And, you know, of course, he's excited about it. And it, it's, it's always in my mind as my why for being in business and Hopefully I can leave that for him and my daughter to, to pick up on and, and run with. And uh, that's something that they talk about a lot, which gets me excited because I like to preach entrepreneurship to them. And also since starting, it did start to expand, you know, about eight months in, I decided to try other accessories and things like that. And started adding cans, pocket squares, and things along that line. And then, I had the idea, you know, I saw a business model out there that I love, and it's a, a subscription. You know, have you ever heard of monthly subscriptions? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so so what I decided to do was just create a monthly subscription for $25 a month, very affordable, and you get one tie. In addition to that, you get four matching accessories with it. So you get a complete look or outfit, if you will, that you can add to pretty much a boring or plain blue suit or tan suit, gray suit, whatever guys have in their closet. You add in the pocket square, the tie, a bracelet, sock, lapel pin. Man, from there, you look good from head to toe. And that's something that we've been doing now for, this is our fourth year doing that. So things are going really well. And it all started with just a simple idea. But you know, with business, sometimes things evolve. And I'm happy to say that I was able to just ride the wave and keep evolving with it. So one thing I like to, I want to dig in with that, you know, you talked around, you know, around having that idea um, for the, for, you know, Harrison Blake. What was the moment for you that made you realize like, this is the idea I need to move on? Because I think, you know, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, you know, oftentimes we are in spaces where we have ideas and, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt around whether this is the idea I should move on or, you know, operate with, um, what was the moment for you that made you say like, hey, this is what I need to move on? Or did that happen organically for you? Yeah, you know, it did. It, it's funny. Um, I was just coming up with the prototype for the design and I was sharing my idea with some people that I know, uh, friends and family, and, and a lot of them actually kind of laughed at the idea. They, they kind of uh, were picking with me a little bit. <laughs> And but I, but I stay true to it. I'm saying, you know what? No, no, this is this is good. 
Um, so what I did, I just started real small, um, producing a small batch of the product. And the, the light bulb went off really when um, people started buying it online. Of course, you know, that's very exciting. When people you don't know start purchasing your product, you start to think, you know, this could be something. And I first started on just putting them up on a site called Etsy. Mm. And they were they were selling very fast on there. And then I said, you know what? I have to brand this. I have to have my own website and not just rely on somebody else. So that's when the light bulb went off and I said, I'm going full steam ahead with this. And I started thinking long term, I started thinking, I love neckties. I would love to design my own neckties and create my own designs and things like that. So, yeah, that's how it got started, man. I, I, I didn't let people uh, put my dreams down. And that happens sometimes as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a lot of background noise. Hmm. So one of the questions, you know, I want to dive into, I know you're a podcast host as well, um, and you host the, the Life of the Gentleman podcast. Uh, what made you decide to, you know, deliver content in that way? And what has the reception been? Uh, reception's been pretty good. Um, funny thing is, I'm just somebody that loves to listen to podcasts, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And, um, really don't have a bunch of favorites I'm, I'm one of those that just bounce around and consume a lot of information and it's a great way to learn new things so I was really into that and what happened is I wrote a book uh, some time ago also titled the life of a gentleman which is kind of a guide for for young men that are trying to transform their lives and maybe uh, upgrade the look of their wardrobe and also their mindset into shifting into more of a gentleman space and so I thought, man, this kind of uh, works hand in hand with what I'm doing with the apparel. So I wanted to marry the two. And I thought the life of a gentleman was a good way to put that out there. And so what I've essentially started doing was encouraging guys to not only just increase their style, but also their mindset. And so we interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and we also do fashion tips and advice with uh, different style influences from around Instagram and things like that. So you get a blend of both of the uh, business and fashion with the show. Nice. So with that, this kind of a precursor to the next question I'm going to ask you, but um, as a leadership podcast, I always ask my guests, um, how do you define or what does leadership look like for you? Yeah, you know, leadership can come in a lot of different forms and it can be different for different people. Uh, for me, uh, leadership, I, I find it in sometimes some of the most uh, unique areas. I mean, there may be somebody that you come across, somebody that hosts a podcast that can become a leader for you, you know, and somebody that you can pattern yourself after or could be your digital or online mentor. Uh, a lot of times, I try to stay away from uh, mainstream leadership. I just feel like uh, some of that stuff is uh, controlled. And so, yeah. I always encourage people to to get out there and, and seek what works for them, and uh, and there's so many good books out there. There's so many uh, good speakers and uh, podcasters, and you come across some of these people, um, and they may not be mainstream, but man, they they truly are leaders and thought leaders, you know, at that. And, and people like yourself, you know, they're doing things that are that are making people think. That's part of leadership today because you can really change the narrative with a lot of people. And uh, we don't always have to follow the path that's kind of put in front of us with the mainstream media, you know? Hmm, thank you. I really appreciate that. So yeah, what, 
Yeah, well, a question I want to do to kind of connect that is that for you and your and the thoughts around the work that you do around style uh, and that, that aesthetics, that look, um, how do you connect that to leadership? Like, why was that important in the context of leadership um, and kind of creating that, that sort of mindset around that? Yeah, you know what, for me, um, style is, is, you know, a personal, a personal thing. You know, everybody has their own style, which is awesome. Um, but for, for me personally, I, I like to, you know, put, put myself out there in a quote unquote more professional way, um, just, just with my style of dress. And I think a lot of times today, um, there's young people who want to do that, uh, but they feel like they'll be looked down on if they, quote unquote, are wearing a suit and tie or, or even a jeans and a blazer. You know, might, they might feel like their friends won't understand them or that they're selling out in some kind of way. But you know what? Um, what I found for me is that I am able to uh, get a lot more respect when I go out and deal with the public. And um, it's easier for me to get my business taken a little bit more seriously as well. And um, again, uh, what I'm trying to do is leave a legacy for my son. So uh, if he chooses to follow in my footsteps, at least I can leave a pattern for him to follow or some guides that how he can be a quote unquote gentleman in his own way, but, you know, kind of learn from my perspective and hopefully look back over these podcasts as he gets a little older and get some insight into my thinking and things like that. So it's, it's really just a twofold thing for me. Hmm. So with that, you know, I know that you you were able to write the ebook uh, from idea to income, five reasons why you need a side hustle. Can you talk to me about, you know, why was it important for you to write that? And what has that that level of output done for you in terms of your interaction with other entrepreneurs? Yeah, that book, man, that was important to me um, because uh, entrepreneurship, you know, can really turn your life around. Um, it can add so much more income. It can add a lot more confidence to your life. And I'm somebody who listens to and reads a lot of the work of Dr. Claude Anderson. And what he always says is, you know, for to have economic empowerment, you have to have ownership. You know, if you don't have ownership, it's hard for you to really get ahead. So even if you're starting small with a side hustle, per se, you still have the opportunity to make a big impact and a big difference in your life. And so I want everybody to have the chance to experience that and change their mindset as just being somebody who works to actually shifting to owning something. And they will see that it will make a huge difference in their life, not only financially, but also, you know, on a personal level. So releasing that book and what I've done is made it free. So it's a free download if anybody wants a copy. And in just about, man, it's been about maybe six weeks or so, but there's probably been man, over a thousand downloads of that. And really I've just been offering it through my Instagram account and people have really started to consume it and reach out and tell me that they're inspired by it. There's a lot of people that have ideas and they're ready to go with them. And so that, that really puts a smile on my face. All I was trying to do is really just inspire people. Wow. And I'm, it's great that you put it. And I'll make sure that I put a link to that in the, in the podcast description so folks that are interested in following up with that are able to um, access that book. Okay, great. Wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. 
one thing I want to talk about, I know that, you know, we're both entrepreneurs um, and sometimes entrepreneurship is really, like, really glamorized, right? And we know that there are often many ups and downs in being entrepreneurs. Um, how have you or how did you deal with um, the stress uh, around the lows that may become with the process of being an entrepreneur? Man, you, you hit the nail on the head there. There's highs and lows, uh, guys. <laughs> Do not buy into what you see online a lot of times, man. This this is a grind. This is this is not for the weak. Um, as far as the, the highs, man, you ride the highs and enjoy them because um, the lows are going to come. And uh, when the lows come, what you know what? I try to just stay positive, man, and I just try to remember why you got started. And the thing I always think about, I tell myself this all the time because, you know, the lows hit. You know, sometimes you look and the sales are dropping and, People aren't signing up for the monthly subscription like you want them to. And I just say, you know what, man, I'm so much farther than I was three years ago. Now, I just envision in my mind, where am I going to be three years from now? And and then I see it. I'm like, man, I'm going to be so much farther if I just keep at this. But if I stop and give up, you know, I'm going to go backwards. I don't want to go back to where I was. I want to just keep pushing. And I think about you know, slowly, one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, just look at that in your head and say, I know where I'm going to be. Because if, if you keep working and doing the work, you will get there. But man, if you stop, you're only going to go backwards. Mm. What has, uh, I mean, in, in thinking about that, and how you've learned to deal with, you know, hitting those lows and riding the highs um, and really taking those highs and leveraging them to your next, you know, potential step. Um, what, what else would be some practical advice that you would give to maybe up and coming entrepreneurs as they're starting to, to take that really great idea and, you know, blossom that into a new business um, that is their own? Sure. Um, definitely try to get some media exposure you know, reach out to uh, podcasters. Podcasting is a great way to get exposure. Um, also, uh, sign up for a service like Haro. It's H-A-R-O. Uh, um, people are always on there looking for stories, and you can submit, you know, your, your story there and get exposure. But also uh, leverage the power of social media, especially, especially excuse me, if you have a physical product, because uh, that's something that really helps me and if it was not for literally giving away my product to social media influencers of all different backgrounds and walks of life, I would not be here today because uh, what happens when you are just starting out, you don't have a big budget for advertising. So you kind of have to rely on word of mouth. And the best way to do that these days is through social media. So I definitely would recommend letting other people know what you do, um, you know, letting them sample your work, letting them try out and then let them be a sounding box for what you have. And then so many different more people have the opportunity to actually see what you do. Because if you're just trying to broadcast it yourself, you're only going to reach so far. But if you're reaching out to others and letting them tell your story for you, you have a much better chance of success. With that, who have been some influencers for you? Like, who has really influenced, you know, in your entrepreneurship process and, you know, even prior to, who have been some some folks that have kind of guided or poured into you? And what were some of those um, lessons that you've learned from them? 
Sure. Um, I mentioned earlier, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, he has a lot of different books out and, uh, that's, that's something that inspired me because I knew I had to have ownership. Um, when I read his books, it really just made sense. Um, another, some, some other aspects of it is, uh, not just from the business standpoint, but from motivationally, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers because as you said, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of ups and downs and, uh, what happens is, man, you will get down and, and you'll kind of slow down. You won't want to do anything. So uh, listening to motivational speakers like uh, Les Brown, uh, Gary V, Eric Thomas, listen to those kind of guys every day um, and literally every day uh, because you want to keep your mind in a uh, positive state. And then also um, I've read a couple books by Damon John. Uh, you know, the guy who started FUBU, he's on Shark Tank, uh, a lot of good advice there. And uh, also just, believe it or not, watching a lot of entrepreneurship type television shows uh, may sound silly, but if you don't just watch them for entertainment value, but actually watch them to learn the lessons that are there, you know, shows like The Prophet with uh, Marcus Limonis, something like that, where he goes in and you can see where businesses are making mistakes. It's stuff that you can watch out for and you don't make the same mistakes. So all these people can kind of be serving as a mentor or a guide and you can avoid a lot of the pitfalls that entrepreneurs fall into. But the number one thing really is to find somebody that can motivate you. You have to be motivated yourself, but, this, but when you can't be motivated, man, you've got to listen to somebody who can pick you up. And if that's, if you hire a coach or if you need to just work um, just on listening to somebody online or reading their books, just do that because without staying motivated, it is so tough out here. Hmm. And it's good. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, I always ask my guests around, you know, their influences, you know, books, media, anything that that has poured into them. And I'm glad you mentioned like shows, like TV shows, because it's crazy because I watch Shark Tank, I watch Undercover Boss, and I'm the kind of person, like, if it comes on and it's like there's a marathon, like, I'm hooked on watching it because <laughs> I feel like there's so much that you get, you know, watching Shark Tank, like, you know, yeah, there's an entertainment value and how they talk and different things like that. But if you listen to the feedback that they really give each one of those businesses, like, it's some critical stuff that you could, you like, hmm, maybe I do need to think mm -hmm. about, you know, who this is going to reach or maybe I need to rethink what this product is actually meant for. It's a lot of good tidbits that you can get from it that you're like, hmm. This is beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's you gotta watch it and listen to it with a third ear, because uh, what happens is one of the things I tell people, um, you watch that show a lot of times, man, and and people will talk about uh, their sales, and you know, let's just hypothetically, they had a million dollars in sales, and a lot of times the next question is, well, are you profitable? And man, you know, if you watch the show, a lot of times people say no. And that started to really blow my mind as an entrepreneur because I'm like, man, they had a million dollars in sales and you think that, you know, they're doing great. And then you find out they have no money in the bank and they're not even profitable. And um, so one thing I try to do with my business is, you know, not take on debt and, and try to stay profitable. So, um, but, but definitely there's a lot of different tidbits you can learn. And, and so sometimes if you have a small business, don't feel, don't feel down. Don't, don't feel, you know, depressed that you don't have a million dollars in sales annually. 
because the fact of the matter is you still may be profitable as somebody who's uh, seeking a different business model they may not be profitable but have more sales so so just remember there's different paths to entrepreneurship and you just have to find the one that's right for you this is a question i like to to ask uh my guests you know, especially, you know, whether it's educators, whether it's entrepreneurs, you know, we all interact with folks, you know, whether it's a student, whether it's a client, we all interact with other folks. Um, what's maybe been something, a biggest takeaway that you've learned maybe in the last year that you've gotten from one of your clients that, you know, it might not be some, be a mentor, it might not be someone who has that business acumen, but it's someone that you've interacted with on that level that, you know, dropped the gym for you that you were like, hmm, this is something that may affect how I operate or change or, you know, do my business? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, let me think for a second. I, I would say maybe it's uh, the, the motivation factor behind starting a business. Um, what I've seen is, like you said, on social media, on the internet, things like uh, entrepreneurship, it has become super glamorized and everybody wants to get into it but I think it's for the wrong reasons. And I, it's funny, I offer a free 15 minute consultation with people. And, and I tell you what, uh, that's cool and unusual punishment because people get on the phone and they have these ideas that they're gung ho. But uh, the ones that actually go through with it and, and want to really start their business and, and take it to the next level are the ones that, that have a reason that's based on more than money. So mm. those that are in it for the money, those are usually the people that end up saying, oh, no, nah, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to, you know, put this off. But those that, you know, I've found that have either uh, children or some kind of passion and they want to change, make a change in, that's going to impact their family or uh, impact the world in some kind of social way, those are the ones that actually I, I've seen take the steps to actually starting the business. So you can't be in entrepreneurship just for the money because that's not going to carry you through, especially when the tough times hit. Uh, you you will just throw in the towel because uh, the tough times will hit. We all know that. Hmm. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm thinking about that. So even in interacting with with other folks who are talking to you about their their idea and it's like infancy stage, you know, has that made you reflect on your own reasons for getting in it, your own like motivation um, to really kind of hone in deeper in what you want to do? Yes, it has in a way, because, you know, at a certain point, um, I'll be honest, I got a little lost and caught up in the numbers myself. And it's like, uh, when you do that, it really takes the fun out of the business. Uh, when, you, when you, I mean, you have to, you have to, Pay attention to your numbers. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, when you start to make that the focus, uh, for some reason, you don't do as well, you know. And when you when you remember why you started, and you make that the goal, and you keep that in your mind, you know, like I said at the beginning, and name the business after my son, and, and thinking, man, okay, I want to keep this going so, so my kids are in high school and really can help me with it, and then in college, and they want to take it and run with it if, if they choose to. Um, you know that that motivates me more, and that that's more of a reason for me to get out there, uh, try different marketing methods, or to just be more inspired. But, but I'm telling you, um, when you're in it for the money, 
and it just it does not work out. It just that's not enough. That's not a reason to get up in the morning or to stay up late, way late into the evening, and work on your dream. And that's what it's going to take a lot of dedication, a lot of self sacrifice. But if you're just thinking, I want to get rich, it won't carry you through. Mm. So with that, what's what's next for Harrison Black Apparel? Well, I'm going to continue to expand the line uh, with uh, different styles of neckties, uh, just try to hit everybody and uh, allow uh, enough styles for everybody to express themselves, uh, everything from floral to stripes and traditional patterns, and just really increasing the value of the monthly subscription. That's what we've been focused this year and trying to add, you know, more of a luxurious feel to the to the products and just to the style of the of the offerings and it's been well received because in the past few years we used to have things that were more trendy um kind of like uh whatever was the flavor of the month but i've kind of been sticking to my guns and saying you know what i'm going to kind of create a, a certain vibe or a look or feel for the for the monthly offerings and so um, I think it comes back to following your heart again. And so I decided to go out on a limb and do that. And it's still working pretty well. So that's that's the goal for the future. Hmm. So with the, as we start to wrap up, the last question I normally ask my guests um, is, at the end of the day, what do you want to be known for? Um, I would love to be known for um, a father who wanted to start something and uh, change the trajectory of, of his family. And uh, because, you know what, uh, five, six years ago, when I just had an idea in my head, you know, uh, I, I thought to myself, and it, it would be nice to be able to have a little extra. It would be nice to be able to provide in a better way. Um, and setting out on this journey, I've been able to do that somewhat. And but I really want to be known for leaving a legacy. So if I can get this business continually moving ahead and leave it to a second generation, that'll be awesome because uh, I had the pleasure of meeting a company, um, an eyeglass company, and working with them in a small capacity, but I did get a chance to meet the ownership. And they were on their third generation, and they had been in business for 90 years. And it was it was great to see the grandfather, the father, and the grandson all working together on the business that he started. And so I thought, man, that's an awesome goal. Uh, if I was able to do that, even if we weren't a household name, I would still feel like you know my legacy was complete and that I did something positive with my life. Hmm. Well, listen, Richard, thank you, <laughs> thank you. This has been a really great interview. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to um, talk to me a little bit more about the work that you do with Harrison Blake Apparel. Um, and it's really been a, a great conversation to, you know, talk more about motivation, focus, um, and what that looks like in the context of entrepreneurship. So thank you, man. Hey, Sean, I appreciate it as well. I'm wishing you the best with your show. And uh, everybody, tune in each week. Uh, because uh, there's a lot of good information you can get. And, and Sean is definitely somebody that's doing something positive. So we have to support that for sure.
Thank you. Um, so what I do like to do, <laughs> I want to make sure that we get this. Um, can you tell my listeners how they can connect with you um, and Harrison Blake Apparel? Um, you know, after, you know, you're talking about the work that you do, I definitely want to make sure that we're able to connect folks to um, your business and what it is that you do. So what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Okay, sure. Thank you for that. Um, the website is HarrisonBlakeApparel.com and the Instagram name is at wear lapel pins and the reason for that is at the very beginning it's all we sold was lapel pins and uh started to expand so that's at wear lapel pins and harrison lake apparel and if you'd like to connect with me or get a free download to the book or get some other resources uh, my instagram is at the life of a gent so thank you once again sean of course, all that information will be posted along with the podcast um, in our description area so that you can just easily click. Uh, so yes, Rich, thanks again, man. Um, yeah, this was great. Oh, I totally appreciate it. Wishing you the best, man. This episode of the Mindful Rebel podcast is sponsored by Gamefly. Gamefly is the number one video game rental service. We've all purchased the game that just sucked, right? And you feel like you wasted your money. And if you go try to sell the game back so you know who, you're only going to get about 5 or $6 on a game that you paid $70 to $80 for. Why not alleviate all that and rent the game first? This is what Gamefly gives you the opportunity to do. Rent and buy games for your PS4, your Nintendo Switch, your Xbox One, or whatever system you have. Rent it before you purchase it. So for my podcast listeners, I have an exclusive offer on my website. Sign up for Gamefly and get a free 30-day trial when you go to seanjmore.com slash podsponsors. That's seanjmore.com slash podsponsors for an opportunity to sign up for a free 30-day trial. While you're on that page, check out the other podcast sponsors, which include Grammarly, Loot Crate, and BarkBox. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Mind for Rebel podcast. Take some time to subscribe to the Mind for Rebel podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. To catch up on past episodes, go to seanjmore.com. That is seanjmore.com. And click on the podcast tab. Your feedback is important, so please comment your thoughts, suggestions, and views on any of the platforms, including my social media pages, including Instagram and Twitter at SeanJ underscore more. Thank you again for your continued support as we continue to dialogue about leadership for the culture.